0: this is the rock and roll autopsy podcast all right i'm gonna zap her again charge up the paddles come on let's go let's go sorry don't Hold the compressions. Clear.
1: Straight line. Good evening and welcome to Rock and Roll Autopsy. We are the Forensic Files on your radio dial. My name is Scott. And hey, hey, we hey, hold,
0: hold, hey, hold, hey, hey, hey! Hold on, hold on, or, hold on a sec. No, it's it's Rico, man. Hey, hey, you, hold on. A it's okay. It's okay. We need to talk, man. We need to talk. I what? think, I think there's. I think we need to take a break. A break it's okay to take, yeah. autopsies. I, I, I know. I know. Rock I know. and roll. It died. I know. I, I, I know. Science will be there, but it'll be at the finish line waiting for us.
1: No science. Gonna,
0: no, no science tonight. We're just gonna take a little break. I'm gonna take a little breaky pie and uh, catch our breath a little bit. We're gonna uh, go out. We're gonna go outside. The, the la- we're gonna go outside and have a little proverbial smoke break. Okay, you okay with
1: that? Uh, all right, buddy. Let's. All right, all right. You've never steered me wrong before. Uh, okay, never have. All right. Let's do it. What do you say? All right. Well, should what should we talk about? New music. <laughs> New, I like that. All right, so Spotify tells you like when new songs come out about bands that the algorithm thinks you like, right? So we got some new songs here. Rico and I gave them a listen and we gave them the old college try. We're just going to give them a simple quick and dirty review a thumbs up a thumbs down got four songs they're new ish one's a little older but the record it's off of is pretty much hot off the presses so are you ready friend
0: yeah man and it's important and and and, uh you have to keep in mind that we we're just all about the science all the time, and we never, ever, ever get a chance to insert our opinions about anything, and this gives us a chance to actually give our opinion about something, and uh, who knows, we might make this a thing once in a while, so so this is kind of refreshing for us to, to not be so hardcore science all the time, Scott.
1: Oh, I hung the lab coat up, dude. I found 20 bucks in the pocket, though. Pretty
0: sweet, cool. dude. I got my virtual Marlboro Reds, and we're going to go out and catch a
1: smoke. What do you say? Sounds good. I've got Wikipedia up. I'll give you like a general uh, release date for the songs. First up is Rico's favorite band, Guns N' Roses. Uh, the song just released on August 18th. It is what? The 21st as of recording? No, 22nd. So just released a couple days ago and the song yep. is called perhaps fucking hot going? off the presses, dude. What do you think, man? Guns and roses, perhaps. <laughs> do you want to hear my opinion first? <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
0: Um. Okay. So contrary to popular belief, Scott, I, I don't hate all guns and roses. There are a, a few <laughs> songs that I like. I really like. Like for example, I really like Mr. Brownstone. Mr. Brownstone is probably my favorite Guns N' Roses song. Um, I also like, even though it's a cover, uh-huh. I really like "Live and Let Die" the James Bond theme. I mean, not because it's a James Bond theme that adds adds to it, of course, but. I really like their cover. I like their version of that song. I think they do a great song. Oh, another one. You could be mine. all the famous songs that they're known for. You could be mine. The Terminator song. Right. I think they do a great job with that, too. But yes, correct. I'm not. I don't go out of my way for them. But having said that, you're going to be interested to hear this. But I think this song is great, Scott. I, I really like this song. The one thing I have to say that I have to qualify that by saying if, if, if 10 or 15 years ago, Axl Rose was singing this song and not older today, Axl Rose song, this song would be super fucking elite. I think the vocals are a little bit weak. Especially in the first verse, like his agree. vocals kind of pick up throughout the song, but I agree think the, fir- the first verse is kind of weak and I don't like it, but the song is so fucking good that as we get past the first verse, I am believe it or not willing to forgive his vocals because I think the song is that good.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my take too. You know, I didn't, it was a grower for me. It took me yeah. a few listens. And then when it clicked, the uh, hook that you're all alone. Yeah, that, that it's hook been stuck he, in my head. All he hits day. that high note. I like the piano part. Yep. It sounds a little bit to me like I think, okay, we know Guns N' Roses doesn't put out music that often, right? So yeah. they waited like 17 years or something stupid to put out Chinese <laughs> Democracy. None of the original guys <laughs> right. were on it, Sans Axel. And now they haven't released any music since they reunited, right? And so they've just dripped out. This is the third song. And they've been back together now with Slash and Duff for years now. And this is literally the third song. So no new album, just dripping out singles. And this is the third one. But it is, again, a Chinese democracy reboot. So it's one of those older songs that didn't make that record that Axel let you know, Duff and Slash re-record parts for. Yep. It didn't, I didn't like it at first. And I thought, boy, I don't like this at all. was kind of my initial reaction, but I, I stuck with it and I gave it enough, you know, time. And I do like the song and damn if that hook, but you're spot on. The vocal is shaky from the outset, but then he kind of finds his sea legs a little bit and it straightens out as the song goes. Yep, for sure. good track man actually of the three songs that they've released and this is this is the first song they've released in two years and before that was a hard school and then sometime before that they released this track absurd so like in the last four years they've released three songs don't know if there's like an album that these are going to be on or or if this is just like we're back in the singles era again I don't know, but the only other thought I could say before we move on to the next track is I hate the song title. Can, can we, can we make song titles great again? I mean, that's just a bad song title. I'm not feeling the
0: title either. I mean, I've read the lyrics like several times as I'm listening to the song and, and uh, they could, they could have come up with a better. Yes. I agree with you, but here's the thing, man. Can you, can you go here with me for a second? yeah the title's bad um when i as i was listening to this song am i the only person can you can you like approach this with me and maybe i'm crazy but does this sound like a song that maybe paul mccartney and wings would have done in the 70s
1: oh yeah it's got that vibe i mean for sure the the piano thing and kind of the loose orchestration to it and even like um and like the
0: yeah, like the off-kilter
1: chord progressions. Yep. Slash's guitar playing has like those kind of his his playing always has a 70s feel and vibe that I could yeah. definitely a wings-ish kind of thing. And That's you know a good the other th-
0: Yeah, you know the other thing I thought of was this song, I can't believe I'm saying this. This song would make a good James Bond theme, I think. Just fix the title yeah just get rid of the title and i can't believe i'm saying that about a guns and roses song because i again i don't hate them but i really really like get past the first verse and this song is superb man and the more i listen to it that hook right in the chorus dude it's been stuck in my head all day so i'm right there with you on that one
1: you know it's i and i'm going to go back to the title thing one more time because it just annoys me that like on chinese democracy one of the best songs was a song called better terrible title better and then they released a song called absurd terrible title perhaps terrible song titles matter it kind of like like when you like grabbed a rush album and you flip it over and you see like you know anthem or bastille day you know Uh. it it, would it like paints a picture in your head that you're like uh you're gonna you're gonna hear music that matters right it feels yeah. like important you know what i mean R- right this feels can- so like just like an afterthought like why should i care about the a song called perhaps wasn't that And you've talked about this before wasn't like one
0: one word titles like a very early 90s thing yep. to do
1: yeah like pearl jam right you know yeah uh, jeremy and verses and all that you know yield yeah. the whole is a very 90s thing to do <laughs> yeah you know? uh, yeah you're right
0: though like the title of the song is supposed to give you a little window to kind of get a little teeny peek into the what the song is going to be and perhaps just
1: does nothing for me it's it's bad let's move on yeah let's so give it a thumbs up right for sure all right two thumbs up and two thumbs up Let's move on to our second track of new music. We're no longer in the 1950s here like we have right. been in the past couple of weeks. Um, ministry, a band we've talked about, I believe when we did our Rommershtein video, we talked about Ministry a little bit. They have mm. a new song that just came out a few days ago, actually. They've got a new record coming out, and I guess this is the first... Um, the new record's not coming out until March 1st, 2024, so they're really getting the... Uh, the singles drip campaign for this thing out oh, well in advance for sure for sure but the track is called goddamn white trash by ministry rico what say you you know it's funny because i
0: i've never met an industrial track that i haven't liked and and Until I, I, this one? <laughs> well, no no hold on a second well no okay. hold on a minute sorry hear me out on this um i've never but, Funny, funny thing about this style of music, I've never actually ever gone out of my way for it. However, especially ministry, it's kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. It can, when I listen to industrial metal, like like ministry in particular, it kind of tickles my fancy and it kind of hits me all in the right spots, right? So when I listen to this song, I really liked it, man. I tell you what, what kind of I like the the deal the, how they you know. The genre in general, I like how I love how the genre takes metal and inserts electronic into it. I freaking love that. And they do that in this song. And the thing that gives this song such a cool fucking groove is during the during the verse where they have that syncopated voice samples in the verse where it kind of where it takes like what what normally would be this pretty straightforward kind of metal thing. And it gives it this cool fucking industrial syncopated shit that just just tickles my fancy, dude. I really like this song, actually.
1: Yeah, I liked it a lot. I was surprised because I've kind of been off the radar with ministry because I haven't liked a lot of their music since like Psalm 69. But this yeah. song sounds like a Psalm 69 track. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. I'm pumped to hear the record. The uh, Oh, for sure. This track also features Pepper Keenan from Corrosion of Conformity the record coming out in march of 2024 that this is going to be on is called hopium for the masses yeah. and so i'm i really dug the track i dug the sampled you know goddamn white people uh i can't place who that person is i is making me nuts i want to know who that is saying i'm sure it'll come out
0: um on the internet at some point in time right but, but yeah it does sound familiar doesn't it
1: yeah this is just an old school uh, i would say you know, Psalm 69 era sounding ministry track. And if you're a fan of that record, I can't see why you wouldn't really dig this track.
0: Absolutely. I can't wait to, for the rest of the album to come out. I think it's really good. Um, I like that, that little, I don't know if he's saying ho or go or something. In the chorus. Um that little teeny teeny little voice sample that they have in there yep. that adds so much texture to the verses that little teeny voice sample it's uh, it's it's what i love about industrial metal is that kind of shit right there and this song is just right there with me so uh for sure gets a thumbs up for me
1: yep super political lyrics as always oh, yeah, looks of course. like looks like we've got um jello biafra will be on this record too from the dead 90s nice. as a nice Cast. and so he's worked with uh al Jurgensen many times Fantastic. They- they had a band together called Lard at one point. Hmm. All right, let's move on to our third track. So for yeah. Ministry, Goddamn White Trash, Rico, what do you give it? Thumbs up? Thumbs uh, down. Yeah, thumbs up for sure. Yep, me too. Two thumbs up. We're doing pretty yeah. well here with our new yeah. music. Listen up. Like look it. at us. All open-minded and shit. I know. And two thumbs up. All right. Weird. Alice Cooper. <laughs> the track is called welcome to the show is that what it's called yeah welcome to the show three minutes 36 seconds just came out a couple days ago released on well august 8th so a couple weeks ago yeah what say you sir welcome to the show alice cooper
0: yeah so dude this song this song is like man he i tell you what how how old is alice cooper right about 78 i think he's 78 and let me tell you something i remember Part one of the albums in the rotation with my sisters in the seven late 70s when I was in single digits. One of the albums in rotation was Welcome to My Nightmare, believe yep. it or not, and so he sounds great on this song like he does he does not sound 78 at all he sounds fantastic man he sounds energetic he sounds super good man i i in this song is everything that's great about alice cooper um it's it's totally show. It's fun. This is everything that's fun about rock and roll right here. Um, and the entire I was just reading up about the uh, The whole album is
1: kind of like a thematic concept album. Um, did you read about that? no i didn't tell me and real quick i just looked it up 75 so i've aged him three uh additional years so he's 75 years old still sounds great Pretty sounds
0: great so this little blurb says for the album cooper wanted to showcase his live band and for them to be involved in the foundation of all the songs. he insisted on no overdubs as the whole idea of this album is showing off how good the band is live um so it's the the entire album is kind of about things that happen on the road um and so i i really respect the process of this album because he wanted to just make it a just an old-fashioned live recording no overdubs this is how my band sounds nita strauss plays guitar yeah i um I can't wait to listen to this whole album because this song is super fun. It's everything that's rock and rolly about
1: rock and roll, right? Oh, Alice has put out a ton. His, his output is incredible. He puts out like a new record a year, but this is mm-hmm. the first one that features his live band. So for the first yeah. time, usually he uses uh, studio people for his records, but this time we're getting Nita Strauss. We're getting Ryan Roxy. So I'm excited to hear them on a record. I really dug this tune. I was shocked at like, I mean, it sounds like really like you could take this song and just drop it anywhere in the 1970s and it just will yeah. fit on any of those records without even batting an eyelash. I mean, it's it's amazing. And if if you know, I was listening to this record in earbuds, listening to my car, it sounds great. I like the track, man. I've liked this is now the third kind of like they're doing the this is uh this record is coming out oh do i have a release date uh oh, in a few well. days uh 25th 25th thank you so yeah. this is the third single that they've released so far they've released uh one in june another track in july and this one a couple days ago so a couple weeks ago on the 8th so the record sounds good so far if i had any complaint about it i would just i would just say it there was nothing new being offered yeah. you know and i'm thinking okay this sounds like alice cooper he sounds great the band sounds great it's well written well performed but then i thought but i've kind of heard it all before i've been listening to alice my whole life you know so you drew that it didn't you know tickle me in that way it's not he's not doing anything new so if you're an alice cooper fan you're gonna love this i mean it sounds yeah. awesome so i'm gonna give it a a, a thumbs up but kind of a soft thumbs up only because gotcha. I feel like I've heard all this before, but I do really, really like the song and the performances. Uh, how, how much, how much did you pay attention to the guitar solo? A lot. I think there were two. I think it's like dueling. I, I'm I'm not sure. I think the second one is probably Nita. It's a little flashier. And the first, one is that how you read it as two guitar solos? That was what I thought it was like. A,
0: I, I'm not sure. Now, now that you mention it, I'm not sure. But the the one with the, the I'm, i think I'm talking about the first the first the, the you got me I'm thinking I'm about the the first guitar solo, and I I when I'm listening I can't I can't pinpoint all of them, but it feels like that first guitar solo is like a tribute to like several other guitar players because I hear like so many other guitar players licks in that guitar. So like I heard Eddie, like an Eddie Van Halen tap in there. Did you hear the little James Bond thing in there? There was a little, there was a little James Bond and then there was some other stuff. So it felt like, it felt like just the tribute, like there wasn't anything new about that guitar. So it was just a bunch of other people's stuff is what it sounded like to me. Maybe and that's I'm, why. I'm sure maybe you could comment on that more than I could.
1: Well, maybe that's why to my ears, I thought it was one player started it and the second player finished it because it sounded like different styles, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. But maybe maybe it was one player all the way through, but just kind of quoting different, you know, styles. Yeah, I,
0: I heard it as w- one person just go like taking licks that they've heard from other people and just making it like a, like a tribute solo or something because of the Nate, the the theme of the album is like things that happen on the road. And maybe that's what they remember. I'm not sure, but I honestly, I didn't like the solo because of that. I Mm. didn't like it because it felt like it felt like just something that they've just taken pieces from other people's, trademark licks and just made a solo out of it i kind of didn't like that so i i'm gonna give it a thumbs up too because it's a fun song i like the tambourine gives it kind of an old school rock and rolly feel to it but again with you it's gonna be a soft thumbs thumbs up not a like a super enthusiastic
1: thumbs up it's gonna be like a okay i'll give it a thumbs up and two thumbs up i hope they maybe credit in the liner notes or something somewhere who's playing what in terms of the solos. Yeah. Cause I was looking forward to hearing Nita cause I, I'm assuming her. that it
0: was her, but maybe not.
1: It could be Ryan Roxy. I don't know. And they have, they have three guitar players in a touring band. So, I mean, or Tommy, I think his name is Henriksen. So they've got, so it could be yeah. any of them, but because it was kind of flashy in places, like you mentioned the Eddie Van Halenisms, yeah. I thought maybe it's Nita. Not I mean, sure. It, was, it wasn't Johnny Depp. It, maybe it was Johnny Depp. Um, <laughs> all right. So two soft thumbs up. So, so yeah. far we're doing pretty well. What's up music nerds. Are you tired of wading through a sea of mediocre music, desperately seeking to find a glimmer of greatness? You're in luck. My name is Mark and I am the host of the podcast songs that don't suck. Each week I scour the depths of new music playlists to unearth hidden gems that defy the trends and deliver pure sonic bliss. No matter the genre, if it doesn't suck, it's on my radar. So find us on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe today. And as always, keep searching for and listening to Songs That Don't Suck. Before you go, if you like heavy metal and stories,
0: then you'll love Battle of the Bands, the narrative form metal podcast that unpacks the biggest rivalries in rock and metal history. Season one took in Megadeth versus Metallica. In Season 2 went across the divide to explore the beef between Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. It's like Business
1: Wars, but metal. Find Battle of the Bands wherever you listen to your podcasts, or visit battleofthebandspod.com. You are listening to the Rock and Roll Autopsy Podcast. Our last track is, yeah. this record came out, and the record is called Mammoth 2. Yeah, And the track is the single off the record, which actually came out quite a while ago. It came out March 22nd, but the record was released on August 4th. So still in this month. So yeah. new music, we'll call it. For but sure. the single was Another Celebration at the End of the World. Rico, our first discussion around one Wolfgang Van Halen, the youngest of the artists we're visiting today. On this. That would be correct.
0: She's only 32 and we share the same birthday as you might remember, yeah. You do,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Eddie wrote a song about your birthday and put it about on the fuck about call. my
0: birthday, yes. about me, and not about his kid. That was written for me and my birthday. So, just remember I know, that. I know you tell okay. me that every March. Okay. I just want to make sure you remember. Um, right. what but do you know, this, this song, um. Gosh, I don't want to approach this. I really like the song. It sounds a lot like, I mean, with this song and really the album in general, I feel like he really is not afraid to insert his influences in his songs because with this song in particular, since this is the one we're talking about, you can really tell who his influences are and he's pulling from his influences in his songs. Right. And this song is really no different. Um, It sounds a little Foo fighter ish in some spots. It sounds a little alter bridge. Cause I, 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 not super familiar with them, but then I read it in an article, to be honest with you. I'm not going to pretend to pull that out of my ass, but then I listened to some Alter bridge and I'm like, yeah, I agree with what they said. So yes, there's some Alter bridge in there. There's some foo fighters in there. I do like that chunky thrashy part at the end. I, I, I think that part is super cool. The solos are amazing. He's a really very talented individual. Let me ask you this, but first,
1: what do you think of the song? Um, I've been listening to this record quite a bit. Um, me and too. I I wasn't a huge fan of the first record. It was a little too modern rock for me. Um, there's a certain tropes in modern rock that, and it just maybe it just shows my age, but they just annoy me. And I, I don't know if it's the way the the vocals are treated or the caramely kind of nature of it, but Uh, Maybe it's the altar bridge thing. I I don't know, but I just, I get, I just, there's just something missing that I can't put my finger on, on a lot with a lot of modern rock. And it doesn't connect to me for that reason. So I didn't really connect to the first record the way I had hoped, but this record is sitting with me a lot better. There's still some of those moments in it, but this song, um, another celebration at the end of the world, to me, is just the highlight of the record and it just it is a slamming track and for these four songs we're talking about tonight i just made myself a little spotify playlist so i could get them all kind of grouped together and listen to them over and over again and i set the runtime exactly as we as we've talked about them in the same order for the podcast tonight and when it would hit the song at the end, it is just peeling paint, man. This is oh yes, just it is. a falls out fucking rock song. And he is going. I mean, it is aggressive in a really, really good way. And I love this song, man. I just think I think it's his it's a culmination of everything he does really, really well and kind of like the the one spot in his brief discography where it really connects at at the same time you know yep totally agree it's a highlight for this
0: the song is super fucking hot dude and i think i i know what you're talking about what i think you might be referring to is the same problem i have it's the early 2000s rock which is like that i i saw online somebody referred to it that bright like um like emo ish kind of neo punk rock from the early 2000s, like the, yeah. like the, like the, sorry, like the Blink 182 yep. stuff. And like that's because there's a couple of, there's one or two like Erase Me off of this album is in that style. Cause let's face it, during that time, that was an, he was, that was, he was younger at that time period and he was influenced by that type yes. of music. That was one of his influences. Yeah. So of course he's going to put it in here, but I'm not a big fan of that style of music either although he does it well and his voice is equipped for that and what i think you're talking about with modern rock and roll is it's as good as this song is and as good as the rest of the album is it there's that little spiciness that it's it's the vocals are a little too nice sometimes yes very dave Grohlish, very nice very you know let's have a piece of pie and some ice cream on the top you know what i mean it's, are you and, making
1: food references for any specific reason, Rico? Um, or, no, or are you just
0: because uh, well, I think about food all the time. I mean, especially pie and ice cream. I think that really is the best thing ever. But I think I know what you're talking about. It's some some of that style of music. It's like we've got two extremes. We've got the super overly nice rock and roll, and we've got the super duper fucking angry Angry, angry, really over the top rock and roll on the way on the other end. And there's really nothing, th- there needs to be more in the middle someplace. Right. Something spicy <laughs> with a little attitude, but not super over the top, like Cannibal Corpse or something super fucking over. You know, what I'm, so I know exactly. And this song, to bring it back, I agree with you. This song is super fucking hot and driving, and it's a great song. I love it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the best. It's the highlight of the record. For me. There's a lot of stuff on this record I really like, and there's also a lot of stuff to where I'm like, you know, but that's kind of how I experience. I don't know. I'm so cynical anymore as I get older, but it's like I don't, I never purely enjoy anything anymore. I always find something to kind of pick at. That's probably a me problem and not a Wolfgang Van Halen problem. But, I mean, if this kid, I think we need to pay attention to him because i think that he has really done something incredibly difficult and that is come out from under the shadow of a legendary father with a legendary career and dare i say in a brief window of time you know his dad passed away 3 years ago yeah he has really quickly and successfully carved like a legitimate place out for him i don't hear a spoiled rich kid on this record with um, opportunities others might not have. I hear like real craft and passion. I hear like a legitimacy and an authenticity to his music that surprises me because part of me wants or expects to hear, you know, a spoiled kid who's, you know, got every advantage of the world kind of, following a path that's laid out for him and, and, you know, the bouquets and the flowers are coming his way and maybe they're unearned. Right. But I think he's not that at all. I think he's done something really, really hard. And that's, I think he is in a very serious way becoming his own artist out from under an absolute, I mean, there's Jimi Hendrix and Eddie Van Halen, and the fact that this young man is is able to kind of separate from that and carve this out in an authentic way i think is just a it's a stunning accomplishment to me i totally agree with you and and from one perspective like when you when you listen
0: to this album in general like sure you can absolutely hear all of like there's that one article that you sent me like 11 his 11 most in, like important albums that mm-hmm. influenced him you can hear just about every one of those albums somewhere in this in this in his album right you can hear yeah. all of them and from from a certain point of view you know if it was anybody else you might say you know he's just ripping off a bunch of other people and throwing in this but no be, and here's why and i wanted to ask you about this he is What's setting him apart, Scott, is that he wrote all of this music, he played all the instruments, and him and his friend mixed and recorded and mixed it and produced it. He did fucking everything himself. And I think that's kind of funny, considering who his father was. I right. think that's that's kind of funny from a certain point of view that he's doing everything himself and not with anybody else. right. Like if you look at it from that angle, oh right? yeah,
1: it makes sense, right? Because he he had to sit he had a front row seat to watch the most dysfunctional rock band in history fight with one another for decades. Exactly. So imagine this kid, this
0: 32-year-old kid who, yes, his dad is Eddie Van Halen, but he he did all of this himself at 5150 Studios by himself with his friend. And his friend just helped him produce it and right. helped him engineer it. And 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 that alone makes everything okay. And it's okay that he's got his dad's DNA in his playing. It's okay because it's not overly done. It's it when he drops his dad's licks into his solos, it's like it 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 feels like it's okay. Like I'm it does. Tri- that's a I'm you know really what I mean?
1: glad. I'm really glad you said that because I that, that's another thing he's able to do in terms of like threading that needle. Yeah. Is that you hear those moments of Van Halen? Specifically in the soloing and in the phrasing of his leads, yeah. But it never feels derivative or like you never roll your eyes like, oh, here we go. You know what I mean? It's like right. he's got to cop his dad's licks. It's never like that, you know. Like- I never felt that way. I always
0: felt like his it was tastefully done and appropriate. Yes. And he threw he had enough of his own creative stuff in there that it was like, all right, I can I, good good on you, man. Good, I, I like where you're going with it.
1: Yeah, and none of this sounds like Van Halen. I mean, this doesn't sound like Diver Down or uh, Women and Children First. This is its own thing. It's modern rock, you know? I I just have a tremendous amount of respect. When you see, like, he gets a lot of shit online from Van Halen fans that are our age and grew up in the 80s watching Van Halen, and I think they want to apply, like, the spoiled rich kid label to him, you know? And we've seen that kind of thing before, you know, the, like, I mean, rest in peace, but we saw it from like, you know, Lisa Marie did a rock record at one time. Right. Yeah. But it almost yep. at that time just felt like, well, I guess she has to, right. She's it's right. like, you know what I mean? It's like a uh, John Lennon's kid did a rock record at one time. It's like, it's like almost like they kind of have to, you know, like it's expected of them, even if they're not necessarily the. It's not in them to like carry yeah. that mantle. But for him, it's like, it's, it's, it's goddamn next to impossible for him to pull off what he's pulling off, but he really is doing it. And he's pulling it off.
0: I mean, it'd be one thing if he was like, he was at 5150 and he was surrounded by like all of these fucking people that were helping him with this album. Like right. he had fucking Bob rock in there Yes. He had like all these, all these fucking session musicians that were bailing him out of shit.
1: Like Ozzy fun- does these days where he's yes. got a dozen people writing music and performing for him all the time. It's not that but, at but all. No, but no, he went full on EVH
0: dude. And just just all, all him and nobody else.
1: You know it. You know what it is? One of his heroes is Dave Grohl. And didn't Dave do that with the first few Foo Fighter records where he wrote, sure sang, and played every freaking instrument and every note of the records? I think he's kind of taking that, you know, yep. path. Yep. That's the same way. Same thing. But it's funny because even when I see him interviewed, I mean, he is instantly likable in interviews. If you hate him on social media because he mixes it up with people he can come off as he can, you know, it can come off as kind of like, uh, you know, just ignore this shit. You don't have to get down into muck with these assholes. But when you see him in interviews, he's instantly likable. And I think he, And it's got to be because he's just so fucking talented that like game recognizes game because he takes the stage at the Taylor Hawkins tribute and just smokes those Van Halen songs. Oh, you know, he was
0: fucking shredding the shit out of that stuff.
1: And everybody that he's toured with, he toured with Guns N' Roses for the first record. And those guys had him on stage and they like, you know, he's toured with Metallica on the 72 Seasons tour. And it's like these bands though. I think they can see his legitimacy that he's not, you know, just some punk kid, you know, trading on right. his dad's name. You know, he's a legit, this kid's got legitimate, like music in him and like, like in he him.
0: start like, like all these people start off thinking,
1: Oh, let's
0: bring Eddie's kid up. And then by the time he's done, he's not Eddie's kid anymore. He's Wolfgang Van Halen. Yeah. Which is super, like, to your point, dude, to, to be able to, to carve your own space, with that last name and who his dad is, is a, a very impressive feat, man. Yeah, no because doubt.
1: he's not just competing with sharing that last name with Eddie Van Halen. He shares it with Alex Van Halen, and he also shares it with the band Van Halen. For so sure. It's like he's got like shadows stacked upon shadows that he's got to oh, come yeah, out from does. under, and he's able to do it. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty cool record. I even hear like mashuga moments on there at times, you know. I love the there's there is some proggy
0: gent stuff in there. That I you know I like that stuff. Especially like I really like the first song right. Yeah, um, yeah, that's rats right up my fucking alley, dude. And and uh, I love that stuff. So yeah, there's some progginess in there. There's some I hear like a smidge of ACDC in a couple of songs. I hear all of the, uh, like Alter Bridge and Foo and a little bit of Tool. You can hear some Tool yep, in there. All yep. of, all all of his influences he pulls in. But it's like you know what does David Bowie said a long time ago? We're all just clever thieves, right? Right. And 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 that's all he's done. He's just cleverly thieved certain parts of his favorite albums and he made something new out of it and he did
1: a damn good job of it i would go see him in concert and that's absolutely that is like the high praise for me because i never leave the house but if 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 he came to town and was playing like house of blues or somewhere a little smaller and wasn't like opening for guns and roses at like the you know rocket mortgage field house or something if he was playing a smaller venue I would go check it out. That's where I'd prefer to actually see him. Yeah. Some of these, some of these performances, and I'm a I'm a guitar guy. I mean, I love I'm a sucker for like killer electric guitar. If for no other reason, I would recommend the song and album, just because a lot of the guitar fucking smokes. I mean, there's smoking guitar playing on this record. So Um, Oh, by the way, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, November 8th at
0: the Bluestone in Columbus. Ooh, all right. Well,
1: let's talk offline. November. Yeah, we'll talk offline about that. All right, Rico. So you give another celebration at the end of the world. What? I will give it an an enthusiastic thumbs up. I will give it an enthusiastic thumbs up as well. So I think for our four tracks tonight, we all uh, we found four songs we liked and two thumbs up i think you did a fantastic job of uh bringing these four
0: songs to light hey i'm glad that i got a chance to catch a, a pro- the proverbial smoke with you and take a breath a, for a minute
1: yeah man get the lab coats off and take a break we'll get back to our science uh, shenanigans our scientific shenanigans at a later date absolutely all right good night now have that special rock and roll music. Yeah!
0: Let me tell you, so the lyrics to real rock music is nothing
1: more than satanic cyanide. Get it out of your house, throw it out and burn it. It has no place in the house of the righteous.
0: Guys, it was like a mistake. There's
1: no mistake anymore. to the, Love it hey, to the down player, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone.
0: Follow us on Twitter at RNRAutopsy Autopsy, or you can send an email to rock at gmail.com and if we run across anything good. We'll mention it in a future episode. Thanks for listening. Later. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man.